Welcome to the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. This podcast will be a sharing of part of my morning routine as I prepare for the day with the Word of God. We will be partaking of Puritan prayers from the Valley of Vision, each day's morning devotional from Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Morning and Evening, and we'll be reading from the Legacy Standard Bible, which is the newest and, I believe, the most accurate translation of the Word of God. We will be following a Bible reading calendar that provides for reading the whole Bible in a year that was created by Minister Robert Murray McShane for his congregation back in 1842, and that has been a part of my daily reading for over six years now. Good day, and welcome to the Friday, April 7th episode of the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. I am Wayne Floyd, your host. Faith Comes From Hearing Podcast is a humble member of the Christian Podcast Community. You can find us over at christianpodcastcommunity.org. I definitely would recommend you go over there. A lot of great listening. I would also continue to point you at the final link in our show notes. It is for the Vail Valley Baptist Church Give, Send, Go campaign. Uh, We are striving to rapidly pay off our uh, mortgage so that we can commence establishment of a Christian classic education-based school to provide a safe alternative within our community for parents and grandparents that are trying to raise their children and grandchildren someplace they can trust. Um, So go ahead and click on the link. You can go ahead and read through a much more thorough description than I've given you of what we're doing. And then we would ask three things of you. We would ask you to pray for us. We'd ask for you to pray prayerfully considering giving giving to us. And we would ask you to pass the link along so others can do the same. All right. Well, it is Good Friday. It is the, the crucifixion day. Um, we definitely uh, let you know. Um, Vail Valley Baptist Church here in Vail, Arizona. Um, if you are in the area, we would love to have you. We have a Good Friday service at 630 this evening. Um, would definitely love to see you. Um, you are more than welcome. Um, it, it, it's just, I'm so looking forward to it. And honestly, I'm going to, I'm going to actually have to watch back the live stream, um, because I'm going to be doing a children's message while the pastor is doing the regular message. Cause we're, we're, well, just there needs, there needed to be a, a children's message or the opportunity for the children. If the parents were a little uncomfortable, um, because it is crucifixion day and that's what we're going to be preaching on. Um, so, um, that's going to be wonderful on Saturday, uh, at 10 o'clock, we will be having a, an Easter egg hunt out on our property. It will be huge. We have thousands of eggs. So please, if you're in the area, come and join us. And then Sunday morning at nine 30, we will be doing our Easter service and we would love to have you. So please come along. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead. Like I said, we're not doing our Bible study yet. We're going to get back to it Monday. Uh, what is that? The 10th. I think that is April 10th. So we'll be doing it then. Um, So we're just going to be doing our reading for today, but let's go ahead and get started. Like we usually do on Friday, we're going to open with the six day morning prayer, the gospel. Let's pray. O thou most high creator of the ends of the earth, governor of the universe, judge of all men, head of the church, savior of sinners. Thy greatness is unsearchable, thy goodness infinite, thy compassions unfailing, thy providence boundless, thy mercies ever new. We bless thee for the words of salvation. How important, suitable, encouraging are the doctrines, promises, and invitations of the gospel of peace. We are lost, but in it thou hast presented to us a full, free, and eternal salvation. Weak, but here we learn that help is found in one that is mighty. Poor, but in him we discover unsearchable riches. Blind, but we find he has treasures of wisdom and knowledge. 
We thank thee for thy unspeakable gift. Thy Son is our only refuge, foundation, hope, confidence. We depend upon his death, rest in his righteousness, desire to bear his image. May his glory fill our minds, his love reign in our affections, his cross inflame us with ardor. Let us as Christians fill our various situations in life escape the snares to which they expose us, discharge the duties that arise from our circumstances, enjoy with moderation their advantages, improve with diligence their usefulness, and may every place and company we are in be benefited by us. Amen. <clears throat> All right. And our morning devotion from Spurgeon's Morning and Evening for April 7th. Uh, the text is from Psalm 4.2. O ye sons of men, how long will ye turn my glory into shame? An instructive writer has made a mournful list of the honors which the blinded people of Israel awarded to their long-expected king. They gave him a procession of honor, in which Roman legionnaires, Jewish priests, men and women, took a part, he himself bearing his cross. This is the triumph which the world awards to him who comes to overthrow man's direst foes. Derisive shouts are his only acclamations, and cruel taunts his only paeans of praise. They presented him with the wine of honor. Instead of a golden cup of generous wine, they offered him the criminal stupefying death draught, which he refused because he would preserve an uninjured taste wherewith the taste of death. And afterwards, when he cried, I thirst, they gave him vinegar mixed with gall, thrust to his mouth upon a sponge. Oh, wretched detestable inhospitality to the king's son. He was provided with a guard of honor who showed their esteem of him by gambling over his garments, which they had seized as their booty. Such was the bodyguard of the adored of heaven, a quaternion of brutal gamblers. A throne of number four, a throne of honor was found for him upon the bloody tree. No easier place of rest would rebel men yield to their liege lord. The cross was, in fact, the full expression of the world's feelings towards him. There, they seemed to say, thou, thou son of God, this is the manner in which God himself should be treated, could we reach him. The title of honor was nominally King of the Jews, but that the blinded nation distinctly repudiated and really called him King of Thieves by preferring Barabbas and by placing Jesus in the place of highest shame between two thieves. His glory was thus in all things turned into shame by the sons of men, but it shall yet gladden the eyes of saints and angels, world without end. All right, well, we're going to be doing, like I said, we're going to be doing our reading for the day. And uh, so we're going to be Deuteronomy 31 and 32, at least part of 32. We'll be... Uh, some verses from Luke 12, we'll be reading some verses from Psalm 78 and Proverbs 12, verses 21 through 23. So, hear the word of the Lord, Deuteronomy 31. <clears throat> so Moses went and spoke these words to all Israel, and he said to them, I am 120 years old today. I am no longer able to come and go, and Yahweh has said to me, You shall not cross this Jordan. It is Yahweh your God who will cross ahead of you. He will destroy these nations before you, and you shall dispossess them. Joshua is the one who will cross ahead of you, just as Yahweh has spoken. And Yahweh will do to them just as he did to Sihon and Og, the kings of the Amorites, and to their land when he destroyed them. And Yahweh will give them over before you, and you shall do to them according to all the commandments which I have commanded you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or be in dread of them. For Yahweh your God is the one who goes with you. 
he will not fail you or forsake you. Then Moses called to Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and courageous, for you shall go with this people into the land which Yahweh has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall give it to them as an inheritance. And Yahweh is the one who goes ahead of you. He will be with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. So Moses wrote this law and gave it to the priests, the sons of Levi, who carried the Ark of the Covenant of Yahweh, and to all the elders of Israel. Then Moses commanded them, saying, At the end of every seven years, at the time of the year of the remission of debts, at the Feast of Booths, when all Israel comes to appeal before Yahweh your God, at the place which he chooses, you shall read this law in front of all Israel, in their hearing. Assemble the people, the men and women, and little ones, and the sojourner who is within your gates, so that they may hear, and so that they may learn, and fear Yahweh your God, and be careful to do all the words of this law. And their children who have not known will hear and learn to fear Yahweh your God all the days you live on the land which you are about to cross the Jordan to possess. Then Yahweh said to Moses, Behold, the time of you, for you to die is near. Call Joshua and present yourselves at the tent of meeting, that I may commission him. So Moses and Joshua went and presented themselves at the tent of meeting. And Yahweh appeared in the tent in a pillar of cloud, and the pillar of cloud stood at the doorway of the tent. And Yahweh said to Moses, Behold, you are about to lie down with your fathers, and this people will arise and play the harlot with the foreign gods of the land into the midst of which they are going, and they will forsake me and break my covenant which I have cut with them. Then my anger will be kindled against them in that day, and I will forsake them and hide my face from them, and they will be consumed, and many evils and troubles will find them, so that they will say in that day, is it not because our God is not among us that these evils have found us? But I will surely hide my face in that day because of all the evil which they will do, for they will turn to other gods. So now write this song for yourselves and teach it to the sons of Israel. Put it in their mouths so that this song may be as, as a, be a witness for me against the sons of Israel. For when I bring them into the land flowing with milk and honey, which I swore to their fathers, and they have eaten and are satisfied and become fat, then they will turn to other gods and serve them and spurn me and break my covenant. Then it will be, when many evils and troubles have found them, that this song will answer them as a witness. For it shall not be forgotten from the mouths of their seed, for I know their intent which they are developing today. Before I have brought them into the land which I swore, so Moses wrote this song the same day and taught it to the sons of Israel. Then he commissioned Joshua the son of Nun and said, Be strong and courageous, for you shall bring the sons of Israel into the land which I swore to them, and I will be with you. And it happened when Moses finished writing the words of this law in a book until they were complete, that Moses commanded the Levites who carried the Ark of the Covenant of Yahweh, saying, Take this book of the law and place it beside the Ark of the Covenant of Yahweh your God, that it may be there as a witness against you. For I know your rebellious and your rebellion and your stiff neck. Behold, while I am still alive with you today, you have been rebellious against Yahweh. How much more then after my death? Assemble to me all the elders of your tribes and your officers, that I may speak these words in their hearing, and call the heavens and the earth to witness against them. For I know that after my death you will act corruptly and turn away from the way which I have commanded you, and evil will befall you in the last day. For you will do that which is evil in the sight of Yahweh, provoking him to anger with the work of your hands. 
Then Moses spoke in the hearing of all the assembly of Israel the words of this song until they were complete. <clears throat> Deuteronomy 32, verses 1 through 27. Give ear, O heaven, and let me speak, and let the earth hear the words of my mouth. Let what I have lear learned drop as the rain, my speech distill as the dew, as the droplets on the fresh grass, and as the showers on the herb. For I proclaim the name of Yahweh, ascribe greatness to our God, the rock, his work is perfect, for all his ways are just, a God of faithfulness and without injustice, righteous and upright is he. They have acted corruptly toward him. They are not his children because of their defect, but are a perverse and crooked generation. Do you thus repay Yahweh, O people who are wickedly foolish and without wisdom? Is not he your father who has brought you? He has made you and established you. Remember the ancient days. Consider the years from generation to generation. Ask your father and he will declare to you your elders and they will speak to you. When the Most High gave the nations their inheritance, when he separated the sons of man, he set the boundaries of the peoples according to the number of the sons of Israel. For Yahweh's portion is his people. Jacob is the allotment of his inheritance. He found him in a desert land and in the howling waste of a wilderness. He encircled him. He cared for him. He guarded him as the pupil of his eye, like an eagle that stirs up its nest, that hovers over its young. He spread his wings and caught them, he carried them on his pinions. Yahweh alone guided him. And there was no foreign god with him. He made him ride on the high places of the earth, and he ate the produce of the field. And he made him suck honey from the rock, and oil from the flinty rock, curds of cows, and milk of the flock, with fat of lambs, and rams, the breed of Bashan, and goats, with the finest of the wheat, and of the blood of grapes you drank wine. But Jeshurun grew fat and kicked, you grew fat, thick, and sleek. You Then he abandoned God who made him and treated the rock of his salvation with wicked foolishness. They made him jealous with strange gods. With abominations they provoked him to anger. They sacrificed to demons who were not God, to gods whom they had not known, new gods who came lately, whom your fathers did not dread. You neglected the rock who begot you and forgot the God who brought you forth. And Yahweh saw this and spurned them because of the provocation of his sons and daughters. Then he said, I will hide my faith from them. I will see what their end shall be, for they are a perverse generation, sons in whom is no faithfulness. They have made me jealous with what is not God. They have provoked me to anger with their idols. So I will make them jealous with those who are not a people. I will provoke them to anger with a wickedly foolish nation. For a fire is kindled in my anger, and it burns to the lowest part of Sheol, and it consumes the earth with its produce, and it sets on fire the foundations of the mountains. I will heap calamities on them. I will exhaust my arrows on them. They will be wasted by famine and consumed by plague and bitter destruction. And the teeth of beasts I will send upon them, with the venom of crawling things of the dust. Outside the sword will bereave, and inside terror both choice man and virgin, the nursing baby with the man of gray hair. I would have said I will cut them to pieces. I will cause the memory of them to cease from men, had I not feared the provocation by the enemy, lest their adversaries misjudge, lest they say our hand is triumphant and Yahweh has not done all this. All right. Luke 12. 
verses 8 through 34. And I say to you, everyone who confesses me before men, the Son of Man will confess him also before the angels of God. But he who denies me before men will be denied before the angels of God. And everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But he who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him. Now when they bring you before the synagogues and the rulers and the authorities, do not worry about how or what you are to speak in your defense, or what you are to say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. And someone from the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, who appointed me a judge or arbitrator over you? Then he said to them, Watch out and be on your guard against every form of greed. For not even when one has an abundance does his life consist of his possessions. And he told them a parable, parable saying, The land of a rich man was very productive. And he began reasoning to himself, saying, What shall I do since I have no place to store my crops? Then he said, This is what I will do. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years to come. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your soul is required of you, and now who will own what you prepared? So is the one who stores up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. And he said to his disciples, For this reason I say to you, do not worry about your life as to what you will eat, nor for your body as to what you will put on. Put on. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap. They have no storeroom nor barn, and yet God feeds them. How much more valuable you are than the birds, and which of you by worrying can add a single cubit to his lifespan? Therefore, if you cannot do even a very little thing, why do you worry about other matters? Consider the lilies, sorry, consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. But I tell you, not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today, and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, how much more will he clothe you? You of little faith. And do, and do not seek what you will eat and what you will drink, and do not keep worrying. For all these things the nations of the world eagerly seek. But your Father knows that you need these things. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. Do not fear, little flock, for your Father is well pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give it as charity. Make yourselves money belts which do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven, where no thief comes near, your mo near nor moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. All right. Psalm 78, uh, verses 32 through 55. In spite of all this, they still sinned and did not believe in his wondrous deeds. So he brought their days to an end in futility and their years in sudden terror. When he killed them, yes, then they sought him and returned and sought earnestly for God. And they remembered that God was their rock and the Most High God, their Redeemer. But they deceived him with their mouth, and lied to him with their tongue, for their heart was not prepared to remain with him, nor were they faithful in his covenant. But he, being compassionate, atoned for their iniquity, and did not destroy them, and he abounded in turning back his anger, and did not arouse all his wrath. Thus he remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that goes and does not return. 
how often they rebelled against him in the wilderness and grieved him in the wasteland. Again and again they tested God and pained the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power the day when he redeemed them from the adversary, when he performed his signs in Egypt and his miracles in the field of Zoan. And they turned their rivers to blood and their streams they could not drink. He sent among them swarms of flies which devoured them and frogs which destroyed them. He gave also their crops to the grasshoppers and the fruit of their labor <sighs> the fruit of their labor to locusts. He killed their vines with hailstones and their sycamore trees with frost. He gave over their cattle also to the hailstones and their herds to bolts of lightning. He sent upon them his burning anger, fury, and indignation and distress, a band of destroying angels. He leveled a path for his anger. He did not hold back their souls from death, but gave over their life to the plague. So he struck all the firstborn in Egypt, the first of their vigor in the tents of Ham. But he led forth his own people, his own people like sheep, and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. He led them safely so that they did not fear, but the sea covered their enemies. So he brought them to his holy land, to his hill country which his right hand had acquired. He also drove out the nations before them, and apportioned them for an inheritance by measurement, and made the tribes of Israel dwell in their tents. Alright, and lastly, Proverbs 12, verses 21 through 23. No misfortune befalls the righteous, but the wicked are filled with calamity. Lying lips are an abomination to Yahweh, but doers of faithfulness are his delight. A prudent man conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaims folly. All right. Well, that was our reading for the day. Now let's go ahead and do our evening devotion from Spurgeon's Morning and Evening for April 7th. The text is from Hosea 10:12. It is time to seek the Lord. This month of April is said to derive its name from the Latin verb aperio, which signifies to open because all the buds and blossoms are now opening, and we have arrived at the gates of the flowery year. Reader, if you are yet unsaved, may your heart, in accord with the universal awakening of nature, be open to receive the Lord. Every blossoming flower warns, warns you that it, is a, that it is time to seek the Lord. Be not out of tune with nature, but let your heart bud and bloom with holy desires. Do you tell me that the warm blood of youth leaps in your veins? Then I entreat you, Give your vigor to the Lord. It was my unspeakable happiness to be called in early youth, and I could fain praise the Lord every day for it. Salvation is priceless. Let it come when it may, but oh, and, but oh, an early salvation has a double value in it. Young men and maidens, since you may perish ere you reach your prime, it is time to seek the Lord. Ye who feel the first signs of decay, quicken your pace, that, that hollow cough, that hectic flush, are warnings, which you must not trifle with. With you it is indeed time to seek the Lord. Did I observe Did I observe a little gray mingled with your once luxurious tresses? Years are stealing on apace, and death is drawing nearer by hasty marches. Let each return of spring arouse, arouse you to set your house in order. Dear reader, if you are now advanced in life, let me entreat and implore you to delay no longer. There is a day of grace for you, now, be thankful for that, but it is a limited season and grows shorter every time that clock ticks. 
here in this silent chamber on this first night of another month, I speak to you as best I can by paper and ink and from my inmost soul as God's servant. I lay before you this warning. It is time to seek the Lord. Slight not that work. It may be... <laughs> It may be your last call from destruction, the final syllable from the lips of grace. All right. Well, again, that was our reading for the day. Um, and that's going to be our episode for the day. I, I thank you for spending the time with me. I hope the time is beneficial to you um, and helps you in your walk. That's the whole purpose of it. Um, I hope you have a good day. Um, I would continue to implore you to do all you do for the glory of God. And I hope to see you tomorrow. Um, I hope you're prepping for a very good weekend. Um, I hope you get, I hope you got a church in the area, a good church that provides a good, good Friday service. Um, I know they're not required, but it's, it's always good. It, it's, you can't really have resurrection day without crucifixion day. And you, you really need uh, my personal opinion is I, I really think it's a good idea for a church to have a good Friday service. So I hope you find one. Um, if not, I hope you're setting up to go to church on Sunday for Easter, but again, hope you have a great day. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Uh, what we're going to close in is the sixth day evening prayer. It's called the mediator. Let's pray. O God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we hope in thy word. There we see thee not on a fearful throne of judgment, but on a throne of grace waiting to be gracious and exalted in mercy. There we hear thee saying, Not depart ye cursed, but look unto me, and be ye saved. For I am God, and there is none else. They that know thy name put their trust in thee. How many now glorified in heaven, and what numbers living on earth are thy witnesses, O God, exemplifying in their recovery from the ruins of the fall, the freeness, riches, and efficacy of thy grace. All that were ever saved were saved by thee, and will through eternity exclaim, Not unto us, but unto thy name give glory for thy mercy and truth's sake. Thou hast chosen to transact all thy concerns with us through a mediator, in whom all fullness dwells, and who is exalted to be Prince and Savior. To him we look, on him we depend, through him we are justified. May we derive relief from his sufferings without ceasing to abhor sin, or to long after holiness. Feel the double efficacy of his blood, tranquilizing and cleansing our consciences. Delight in his service as well as in his sacrifice. Be constrained by his love, to live not to ourselves, but to him. Cherish a grateful and cheerful disposition, not murmuring and repining, if our wishes are not indulged, or because some trials are blended with our enjoyments, but sensible of our desert, and impressed with the number and greatness of thy benefits. May we bless and praise thee at all time. Amen. Well, again, like I said, I hope you have a great day, and I hope to see you tomorrow. Have a good one. God bless. Thank you.